people. Let's shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. There ain't nobody like him. Amen, amen. You know, if you feed an evangelist too good, they just hang around and hang around and hang around. Praise God. <laughs> amen. How many are, I know we say this all the time, but really, how many are happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight? My goodness, God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm thankful to be a part of the kingdom of God. And what an amazing Pentecost Sunday we had around here on Sunday. What an amazing, amazing time. And I am so thankful for all of the God moments and all the miracles that took place in those services. God is so good. Amen. Tonight I've got a very simple and short lesson that I want to present tonight. And I'm believing that the Lord will help us and that we'll all leave just a little better, more encouraged than we came in tonight. Amen. Every weekday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a very important bell rings and it opens the trading floor on the New York Stock Exchange. It's interesting because at 9.30, the dollar may be able to buy you a whole lot of stock, but by the time the day ends and the markets close, it may be even a little weaker or stronger. There's a basic rule that everybody tries their best to abide by, and that is buy low and sell high. Unless you're following my advice, I kind of tend to do the opposite. I buy high and sell low, but... Investors keep their eyes on geopolitical situation, mergers, acquisitions, hostile takeovers, all to ensure profitability. And if I can put a spiritual word on that, to ensure fruitfulness. Even so in the economy of heaven, there are opportunities. There are times and seasons that we've got to take advantage of so that we can be fruitful. Tonight, I just want to give some insights into the economy of heaven so that everybody that's here will be fruitful in every season. Is that all right tonight? You got time for a short Bible study? We're going to have a good time, be encouraged, and touch God in this house tonight. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give him a great praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Turning in our Bibles to the first psalm. The first psalm. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water 
that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Tonight I want to entitle this Bible lesson, Seasons. 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 And I know that God is going to help us tonight. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing, worshiping, and giving of yourself in this service tonight. The phenomenon that everybody is subjected to, no matter your last name, your creed, your nationality, your status in life, you may have been raised with the silver spoon in your mouth, or you may have been one of those that just were happy to have rum and noodles. It doesn't matter where you come from or who you are. Everybody is subject to a thing called time. Matter of fact, Genesis 1 and 14 tells us that God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven that divide the day from the night, and let that light be for signs and seasons, for days and for years. In this structure called time, we must understand two things, and I want to really, to really flesh these out here tonight. Number one, we've got to understand what God's role is about that framework called time. And we've got to understand what our role is in the framework of time. Following God's promise, he spoke and he said in Genesis 8 and 22, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest cold and heat, Summer and winter, there's going to be day and night, and it shall not cease. The psalmist in extolling the handiwork and acknowledging the power of this awesome God wrote in Psalm 104, verses 1 and 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Oh, uh, Lord, my God, thou art very great and are clothed with honor and majesty. You cover yourself with light as a garment. You stretched out the heavens as a curtain. Verse number 14, he causes grass to grow for the cattle and herb for the service of man that he may bring forth food out of the earth. And in verse 19, he appointed the moon for one thing, the seasons, seasons, seasons. And the sun is subject to the law of seasons and it knows his going down. It was an old gray-haired king who had a very fine garment wrapped around him who went out to his very beautiful porch wrapped in purple and fine linen. And he ushered his scrivener out to the porch and he sat down in his easy chair and he told the scrivener, I want you to begin to write as I speak. To everything there is a season and a time to every person purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which has been planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. There's
there's a time when you've got to weep and there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather those stones together. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to get. There's a time to lose. There's a time to keep and there's a time to cast away. There's a time to rend and there's a time to sow. There's a time to keep silence and a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What in the world is the application here on a Tuesday night at the Rock in the Bible study? Don't be frustrated and don't frustrate the season that you're in because you ought to be planting when that season's there. Don't be frustrated by plucking up when you ought to be planting. Don't be frustrated when you're busy talking when you ought to be listening. We want to be fruitful in this thing and I want to make sure that I know and identify correctly the time and the season that I'm in. Oh, hallelujah. God has a role about the framework. He is not subject to time nor the laws of time. He operates on a totally different level. God interrogatively asked the, the Job in Job 39, do you know the time when the wild goats of the rock bring forth? And in verse 2, he says, can you number the months that they fulfill? And, and do you know the time when they bring forth? What he's telling Brother Job is, in the middle of your situation, I've got my finger on the pulse of where you are. And I know what's happening in your situation, and I'm still the God that sees everything at one time. You may be hurting now, but no, I've got my eye on you. Promise of God in Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. In Isaiah, that same chapter, in that promise of revival in verse 22 he says I the Lord will hasten it in his time and what's happening is the Lord he's not subject to our time in the chronos but he is able to take something that is a promise and in one moment turn the clock and bring it to pass in this same framework, in the same time, in the same context, the Lord is speaking to a young man by the name of Jeremiah. And he says to Jeremiah, before I, before I formed you, I knew you. Now, how is that possible? A 
God that sees things before they even are. It's because he's without the framework. And he says, I, I've called you and I've ordained you for a purpose. And he says in Jeremiah 1 and 11, Jeremiah, what is it that you see? And he says, I see the rod of an almond tree. And the Lord says to Jeremiah in verse number 12, you have seen well and I'm going to hasten my word to perform it. If the Lord has called you to any purpose, amen. I'm telling you what you need to do is stay faithful to your season and to your calling. Because when you look at this scripture deeper, it's revealing that the Lord has sent his word. And as the Lord is going to watch over his word and he's going to bring it to pass. That's why you can be confident in the high calling of God because he's going to bring it to pass. Amen. It takes an almond tree and ordinarily five to 12 years to blossom. But supernaturally, in one night, in one night, in one night, oh my, the Lord performed a miracle in Aaron's life because in one night, he caused that rod to bud, to bring forth buds, to bloom blossoms, and to yield fruit. I've got to tell somebody tonight, it may look impossible, but you take that need and you lay it before God, and in one night, everything can change because he's in charge of the seasons because he's in charge of what he's doing and he knows what he is doing. One night, don't underestimate the power of one prayer on one night. Don't underestimate the power of one Sunday, Tuesday night at the rock in the presence of God because it can bring forth fruit because God is in charge of the seasons. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is good teaching anyway, I think. Through every season, the Lord has got his eye on his word. In every season, God has his eye on the calling that is placed in your life. In fact, it was just this Sunday evening after service when I got when I went over and looked, checked my phone, I received a message from a good young man that has been seeking after his calling and, and praying about it. And he said, Brother Hopkins, something amazing happened in my life tonight. I got up to preach and God sent his anointing in a powerful way. And in one moment, God confirmed to me my calling and he confirmed to the congregation my call. I'm here to tell you, brother, be faithful to your season. You may be working in the shadows, but in one moment, God can open the heavens and change everything. Now that we understand God's role, what is it that we must do in and subject to this framework? In Luke 21, 25, and I'm going to quickly come to a close. The Lord speaks to his disciples. And he says in this Olivet Discourse, there are going to be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, the distress of nations. Many men's hearts are going to fail them for fear. And then he gives an interesting instruction. He says in verse 29, and I want you to look at the fig tree 
and all the trees. Because when they short, when they shoot forth, you're going to see and you know for yourself that the season is about to change. Summer is nigh at hand. That's why it's no coincidence. And it's, it's often struck me as odd that the Lord would be walking in Mark the 11th chapter, verse 12 through 14, and be hungry and, and see a fig tree uh, that is shooting forth leaves. And he goes to find fruit thereon because the tree is saying, I'm identifying the place where I am as I'm close to summer. But the problem was uh, there was no fruit. Oh, my. And the Lord curses the tree. Oh, my. The reason that the Lord cursed the tree is because the tree, and this I'm getting to my point tonight, didn't recognize properly the season that it was living in. It wasn't the time to shoot forth leaves, but it was a time for the tree, oh, I feel something right, to dig down and to tap into the water table and to make sure that its roots were very deep. Brothers and sisters, when it comes to our role in, the, in this whole thing called fruitfulness, we got to be sensitive and recognize what it is that God would have us to be doing in our season. Hallelujah. I'm getting ahead of myself tonight, and, I, and maybe on purpose because I'm about to end. But you know what time it is here at GBFPC? It's revival time. You know what's going on around here? It's harvest time. And it don't got nothing to do with Brother Hopkins. It don't got nothing to do with you. But it's got everything to do with the season that we're in. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so, I know, I know, I know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm going to say? It's time to open up the storehouse and to begin to make room. It's time to go out and start reaching out and start calling backsliders and saying, now is the time. Revival isn't coming. Revival's not down the road. Revival is here. And now, miracles, signs, and wonders. Let's identify the season and do what God has called us to do. I want to say to every young man uh, that during this series of services uh, has been feeling the slight calling of God uh, and you're wondering, God, can you use me? I'm here to tell you, you're entering into a new season. What I'd do if I were you is find myself a place and pray. I'd find myself a place uh, and read my Bible. I'd find myself a soul and start teaching a Bible study because it's harvest time. It's harvest time. God was dealing with his people and talking to Jeremiah as we stand together. And he said, how is it that you don't know it's the time, your time of visitation? He says, yea, the stork in the heaven knows her appointed times. The turtle and the crane and the swallow.
people observe the time of your coming. Yet my people do not know that this is their time. The judgment of the I'm here to tell you, don't let it be said about your high calling and the high mark that God has showed you that you waited and you languished and you let it fall. But I'm saying to everybody in the house, let's go after it with 100% and let's have revival like we have never seen before. You got time for one more example? It's, it's so cool. It is so cool. All right. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. It was a crazy day in Samaria. It was 929. And the preacher came to town. And he rung the bell and opened the market. The crazy thing was that day. An ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver. And a fourth part of a cab of of dove's dung was sold for five pieces of silver. But he said, but by the time the market opens tomorrow, two measures of barley are going to be sold for a shekel. And a measure of fine flour is going to be sold for one shekel. I've just come to ring the bell tonight and tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. The market's open. I think it's time. I I was sitting over here praying today, and the verse came to my mind. I know that there are times when the violent need to take it by force. But it feels like something has shifted here at GBFPC and it ain't time to take what it's time to do is just ask for it, receive it, believe God for it and go after it. The market's open. Let's have one God apostolic tongue tucking Holy Ghost revival. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm really about to misbehave right now. Can I? All right, praise God. Hey, he said, hey, I said the other night, pastor can clean up anything. I've made some, he can clean up anything, so he can clean this up too. You know, when you look at our young people, you may be able to find a lot of fault. But don't judge us yet. The market's still open. You don't know what God's doing in our life. And about you don't know what preachers are sitting on these pews right now. They might preach your funeral. You better be nice. You better be nice, honey. And I want to encourage the young people. The market's still open. Start praying big prayers. Start praying bold prayers. I told y'all the other night, what you need to do is put your youth pastor on a three-day fast. Say, we're going to do something amazing in this youth group. We're going to see what God's about to do. Oh, you chickens. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I have, oh, you guys got to help me in this. I don't know how we're going to do it. You know what I feel? Oh, boy, anybody got a huge need they want to see God answer. Come on, step forward. Come on. Give everybody hope. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. 
Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh will find. And to him that knocketh the door shall be opened. Yeah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anybody got a backslider on their mind? I think you ought to pick up the phone and call and say, Jesus is coming soon and we're in revival. Come on down to the church house. Don't worry about your past. Don't worry about your heartache. God is able. My, 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 I feel like Sunday night around here. I feel like claiming it in Jesus' name. Anybody got a promise they've been waiting on? It's time for us to enter in to a great dimension of Holy Ghost and apostolic authority. My God, my God. Ding, 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 ding. The market is open. rising in this house right now. I feel the touch of God descending on some people. Yes, so. Amen.